0: I'm pleased to be joined right now for the second time this week, I might add, by the former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, now the president of the Calgary Flames, he is Brian Burke. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been at least four days. It has been four days, and uh, we are very uh, pleased that you're gracious enough to join us again. My pleasure. This is a great event. Let's talk a little bit about your involvement in Special Olympics. You've been involved with it for a while. I know we talked to you at this event a year ago.
1: Uh, It goes back more than 20 years. uh, When I was uh, working in Vancouver as a GM, and even before that as the assistant GM, and, uh, you know, I think it's a, an absolutely wonderful cause. I've done, I've been involved from Prince George to Prince Edward Island at different activities, Thunder Bay. So uh, it's a great pleasure to be here tonight. I think this is you know one of the signature events that
0: Special O handles, and uh, TSN's a great partner, obviously. So it's fun to be here. There are so many people that, from the world of sports who want to be associated with Special Olympics. Why does it draw so much attention from people who, I say, have had a lot of success in the world of sports and... I say, you look at the list of people that are going to be here tonight, it's an impressive one. Well, D.M. Phaneuf
1: is going to be here, and he's in the Special Olympics PEI Hall of Fame for the support he's given the Special Olympics back there. I think part of it is, I remember talking to our athletes in Vancouver and saying to them, if you can go to one of these competitions and, and your heart not go out to the athletes and how hard they try, but how gracious they are in defeat, if you don't get a little lump in your throat, then you don't have a soul, so... To me, it's it's a natural for athletes to be involved in this. It's a Canadian-born initiative. Not many people realize Special Olympics has its roots in Canada. And so, uh, to me, every time they ask me, and I can make it, I make it. So, I happen to be in town, scouting some games, seeing my daughters, and... Uh, very
0: happy to be here. You happen to be in town in an interesting week. A lot has happened since we saw you yeah. on, on Monday. Uh, it's been quiet for me. I don't know about you. Uh, well, no, not very quiet at all with the with the 9-2 loss against Nashville and and then uh, all the kerfuffle about the salute or the non-salute last night. I, I, let me just ask you about that. What do you think is the significance of something like a team... Deciding not to salute the fans when it is something that had been done, uh, I think from every victory since the lockout?
1: I haven't talked to any of the players. Yeah, I haven't talked to Randy. I haven't talked to Dave Nolus, so I wouldn't comment on it. Sure, there are a number of teams who don't do it. Um, My sense is that it's not that big a deal, but I understand just from I had to give a speech to a group of uh, police chiefs today. So I haven't been plugged in, but I understand there's quite a bit of consternation about it. Yeah, I wouldn't have a comment until I learned more of what was behind it. So I think teams are free to do it if they want. I think they're free to do it if they don't. (laughs) Uh, but I'm not quite sure why the, the shift in policy, and I wouldn't comment on it until I found out.
0: Yeah, I think I would think what Dion Phaneuf said today was they just wanted they changed a bunch of things of their routine, and this was one of them. It just caught people by surprise because this is the only one that's so public, and of course it's a post game ritual, not and, and pregame. And in fact,
1: if in fact if that's what happened, if they're yeah. trying to shake it up, then I support it. You know, I'll,
0: I'll support anything that helps my hockey team win. I want to talk a little bit about this market because it has been an interesting week with jerseys thrown on the ice and and this stuff and you've worked here is this market and you've worked in three canadian markets and 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 you know the league very well and you probably saw some of the comments ron wilson had your your former coach about the difficulty of dealing with sort of some of the criticism in this market is toronto different than other places and how so if so
1: well i enjoyed my time here you know i i can't uh as I've said repeatedly, I don't blame anyone for what happened to me here. I think ownership, the team got sold, new owners wanted sure a new GM. That, that's all fine with me. That's part of the life we live, part of the career we chose. I also I think fans were extraordinarily kind to me when I was here, even though the team didn't come around as quickly as we all wanted it to. And they've been extremely gracious since I was let go. It's, it's phenomenal. The kindness I have received on a daily basis here is the number of people that have come up to me and said nice things. So I, I've been touched by it. And I know it's a great hockey market. I'm not sure the market's in step with the media coverage. I made that comment once while I was here. Mm-hmm. I don't think the uh, the fans agree with a lot of the media coverage. But I also think that you know, like, I'm not sure how you change it. I'm not sure how you how you create a winning environment here. I, as I said the other day at my sports conference, you got a hundred people that cover this team every day, and. The race is never, in my mind, this is just my opinion, I said it when I was here, I've said it since, the race has never been to get it right here in the media. Now I worked for TSN for a year. Before I was allowed to go on the air, I had to tell the producer what I was going to say and if I could back it up. And that that's not the case with most of the media outlets here. And it's don't be last. It's not get it right. The race is don't be last. There's 100 people covering this game. They lose to Nashville 9-2. to Okay, so everyone grabs a dart. All 100 people grab a dart. And then you deserve to get, get roasted sure. for that. That was a poor outing. Mm-hmm. You know, any way you slice that game, it was a disaster. So everyone grabs a dart. So you're on your show. you got to pick somebody. And, you know, it was a poor outing. So you say, well, I blame Phil Kessel. So 20 people throw darts at Phil. 30 at Dion because he's the captain. 50 at Randy because he's the coach. A few at Shanny because he's the boss. A bunch at Dave Nolens because he's the GM. Uh, Jake Gardner made a tough. Match. So there's an overwhelming negativity in the in the press here, which some days is deserved. The other day it was deserved. Problem is, there's a lot of negativity when it's not deserved. This team is still in the playoffs right now. I, I think they're in seventh place today. Uh,
0: yeah, they're basically 500. I think they're nine nine and two on the season. So yeah. they're in a playoff yeah. position. 10, it, sorry, ten eight and two. Excuse and me. And they had
1: a five and one run or whatever it was. I don't track it that mm. closely, but. Six-one-and-one
0: uh, one about a week ago, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I saw Dave Nonis' comments. He said, how come none of you are screaming for the coaches' head six days ago when we just finished this run? So I don't know. I think this team, the media coverage, takes on a life of its own. Uh, I don't think it reflects the fans' view of the team often. And uh, But I think you're stuck with that. I don't know how you change that. You know, you're not going to say, okay, you media outlets no longer get credentials, mm-hmm. whatever. I just ignored it all while I was here. That would be my advice to anyone who works or plays here. Don't listen to any of it. As I said the other day, if I ever get a suggestion from the media on how to improve my team, and it hasn't occurred to me already,
0: I'll resign. How is it different in Calgary?
1: Well, we have the same the same lack of privacy. Hockey's just as important or more important in Calgary. I think we have the best fans in the National Hockey League. I really do, and I, I think they're sophisticated. Uh, they love the team. I, I'd say the media coverage is, first you got half the volume. So instead of 100 writers, sure. it's 50 or 40. Um, and I think generally they want the team to do well, and I've never sensed that here. They're not going to give up their journalistic integrity for the team to sure. do well. They're not going to whitewash a poor game. They're not cheerleaders. But I think deep down they'd all like the team to do well. I don't think
0: that's the uh, case here at all. I want to ask you about you because you did you have worked in other markets, and, and it has – yeah. I, I don't want to read too much in the fact there was only one Canadian team in the playoffs, but if you look at where the Stanley Cup has landed, it's landed in Carolina, it's landed in Tampa Bay, it's landed in Anaheim, uh, it's landed in Los Angeles twice – when you talk about what making it a winning environment, is it easier in places where every bad little pass out of the zone isn't three days of talk radio, like it's not going to be in Los Angeles, like it's not going to be in Tampa Bay? Can you kind of allow players to get their footing a little more than maybe you can in a market like Toronto?
1: Well, I, I, I wouldn't read too much in the Canadian thing. I, I, I think that, I mean, I've chosen to work in Canada sure. most of my adult life. I've had options to work other places. I've chosen to work in Canada, and I love working in Canada. I love living in Canada. And you're a Canadian citizen. I'm a Canadian citizen. Sure. And I plan to always work in Canada if I can. I want I want to stay with the Calgary Flames for as long as they want me. I hope it's 20 years. And I feel fortunate to live in Calgary. It's such a great city. But that passion and that knowledge comes with a price tag, which is they're quick to spot if you're not doing things right they're very sophisticated very smart and I think you're stuck with that if you're a hockey player okay if you want if you love the the applause then you got to listen to the booze too when you don't get it done so to me the good outweighs the bad and, and the media coverage in Canada as I said the other day I mean my quote got chopped badly as you know what I said was I don't think a player has to speak to the media every day I said the vast majority of people in the media are conscientious bright people who try to get it right. Mm-hmm. But there's a handful who wreck it for everybody. And so, um, but I, I think you're stuck with that. You know, you can you can see the names. There's, there's a couple guys in every market that the players mm-hmm. despise and, and wish would go mm-hmm. away and wish didn't have a credential, but they're stuck with it. So I don't think you can whine about that. You just got to play through it. I think you need players who can handle a Canadian stage. The example I gave the other day was Francois Beauchemin, mm-hmm. practically an all-star in Anaheim. Great person, too. And had a hard time here. The stage seemed too big for him. But we talked about that. Like, because he's such a low-key guy, we were like, okay, we need to find players who can play in Toronto. And so that's a challenge. Then you got the Toronto effect. Every team that comes in here has five or six Ontario kids. They buy 100 tickets, and they are going to try to have the game of their life. That doesn't happen everywhere. We might get two Alberta kids on a team that comes in and, and play the game of their life. We see it. We see the Alberta effect, too. Sure. But because of the population disparity, the Toronto effect is a real thing. So it's tough here. It's a hard place to win.
0: Just one last question I could ask you. As you would well know, anybody who wears the C in this city is going to get criticized, especially if the team is struggling. You made the decision to make the unfun of the captain of the team. Just take us back to why your instincts told you this guy should be the captain of the Maple Leafs.
1: I think he's a great captain. It was a no-brainer for us. We had a leadership void. We'd been playing without a captain. This guy came in and grabbed the team by the throat. Uh, he demands accountability from teammates and himself. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but I'll tell you a quick story. My first year after we got Dion, I had a VIP guest, and I was giving him a dressing room tour. He bought this tour at a charity thing like sure. tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm standing by the weight room, and Dion walks by me, and he says, we need more goddamn big forwards. Right? Now he didn't say goddamn. He said something mm. that's not mm-hmm. really fit for radio. Sure. I, I apologize to the listeners, but I've got to give it some context. Right. So this guy turned to me horrified after Dion walked away. And he said, your players talk to you like that? I said, "Dion does. Like, he demands accountability from everyone. So he barks at every player and everything. Some people don't like it. Too bad. I thought our team absolutely needed him at that time. I still think he's a great captain. I still think he's a hell of a player. And uh, you'll see him here tonight. Uh, you know, Even in the midst of all the stuff that's going
0: on, he's here for Special Olympics. I love the guy. I went to an official with him this summer for two days. Uh, Listen, Brian, thanks so much for dropping by. Always a pleasure to see you. Thanks, Dave. All right, Brian Burke, the former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, now the president of the Calgary Flames.